Good evening and welcome to Politically Incorrect with your host Andrew Schechter for the 2nd of March. It's now March, folks, 2023, brought to you by Eternal Affairs Media. Good evening, Joanne. You're the first one in tonight. Good to see you. This week's topic is some updates in politics and the state of the economy, brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com, also known as EA Truth Media. Your host tonight is myself, Andrew Schechter, author of A Dark Water Game Over and two-time delegate for Donald Trump to the Republican National Convention. Should you feel led to plant a financial seed in our media ministry, please visit donate.eamedia.online or store.eamedia.online. Do please help keep the truth online. Current donor list for this evening. One-time donors, Andy, Dave, Marcy, Bedlam, Crystal, and Christine. Welcome, Christine, on our on our new donor list. You covered Truth Premium subscribers. We've got Linda, David, Bruce, Charlotte, and Gary. Patrons, Alicia, and Dan, all are great supporters. Most important supporters are those who show up for the podcast every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Good evening, all. So we'll stop for a prayer, as we always do. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I have an unusual prayer tonight. I have a prayer for all of those who are suffering unusual con con the consequences of the modern times, living, things that are going on. You know, there's a lot of strife and a lot of stress. And even those that we really don't like, I, we can, we, we want, we pray that you will, will help them. You know, our Pennsylvania senator and who has had, you know, was in a stroke and that's now we don't know what's going on with him. So we pray that he's uh, going to be okay. We pray for those who are suffering the long after effects of things such as the flu and COVID. We pray for all those who are suffering long-term effects of our crazy times and pray that you will look over us, look over them and keep them in your prayers. We pray these things in your glorious name. Amen. Hi, Anna. Hi, uh, I don't know who the other person is, but I see you in there. And uh, going to have be a, be a couple short tonight. we got some people out on the, uh, doing some things that won't be on tonight, unfortunately. So we've got, got a few tonight. That's great. And um, a pleasure to see everybody there. So a couple of, a couple of interesting things. I, I was going to go over my, my economy book, and I'm still going to do some of that because it's, it's a very important to know that what's going on now is and we're in a unique situation. You know, and we have we have the the experts in, in economy that come on board and they're they've got difference of opinion on whether we're going to completely go into the next great depression or we're going to we're going to be go back into the roaring 20s and when you have the experts from you know harvard and yale and all these other wonderful universities batting batting each other against the wall saying that one's right or the other's right you know there's something going on for sure so I want to start out with an interesting thing. You know, things come and go. And I've been reading this. The best thing I've ever had, and this is going to be so great because I'm going to be writing some books, and I'm looking for a compendium of um, history, basically, particularly of the United States. And I can find other history on it as I need it. But there's a great book. It's 2,000 pages long. It's a compendium of the 20th, 20th century. It goes up to 1991, actually. Um, but a lot of interesting stuff in there. And, and as I find curious things, I'm going to bring them up. So here's one that's totally politically incorrect. So... This is right out of the newspapers, right? Out of, so don't 
don't quote me. Don't say I'm racist or or anything else. This is this is historically 100% right from the newspapers, folks. Times were different, but they were the same. You know, it's different and the same. That's the, uh, hey, Marilyn, uh, I'm good to see you. I've been following you. I hope all is going well. Um, all right. 1915, okay? 1915, there was a movie went out. Now, this is still a silent era. A very famous movie came out in 1915, Birth of a Nation, first shown in New York City. E.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation opened today in controversy. So it's about, it was a three-hour-long picture, silent picture. I don't know how you could sit through a three-hour-long science uh, silent picture with a piano playing in the background, but I guess those were the days. But the part I liked here is, I didn't even know this about it, but it says that Lillian, uh, Lillian Gish, plays a family member threatened by a Negro. Her, her honor is avenged by the Ku Klux Klan who race to her rescue like knights in shining armor. You gotta love it, folks. You got, you, I mean, you gotta see where history's coming from. But now that's bad enough. We we have the, the left telling us this all the time and the right saying, no, it's not, nothing's changed. And, and But here, here is the next paragraph, which is so interesting. <laughs> Negroes and white liberals plan to protest the film. Now, you got to read that closely. Negroes and white liberals plan to protest the film. It's been a problem all right. This is, since 1915, we've had a problem with white liberals. Uh, you know, it's crazy. A boycott is likely, but it could backfire. Anyway, the, the film costs $2 to go see. $2 to see a three-hour silent picture. When uh, two dollars was, uh, I think they said that the Ford, the the, the um, workers at the Ford Motor Company were being paid six dollars a week. So two dollars was an awful lot of money for a ticket to go see a show. But tell me what's changed, folks? What's changed in the last hundred and fifteen years? Nothing, zero, zilch. I thought that was kind of interesting. History repeats itself, and history has been the same way all along. And the the, the right versus the left, the liberal versus the conservative, communist and not and and uh, and, and not communist. A couple of interesting things. So there, there, you see all these ads about the Republican Party is going to going to trash Social Security. They're going to take away your benefits. Da 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 da. On and on. You don't see Democrats really supporting it either, which is a weird thing. Now, there's two schools of thought on Social Security. The problem with Social Security is the Ponzi scheme. Social Security will, I've said this before, Social Security will function and Medicare will function so long as the population continues to increase. Because as time goes on, inflation goes up, the old money that was put into the system, and there's a whole thing to that too. Everybody says, oh, well, they took the money. Guess, guess what? The Fed's putting the money back that they took. I just read that too. This is pretty cool. They're actually going to put the, put money back into the Social Security system to bring it into 2020. 2075, I think they said. But it, part of their plan, now part of the, the Republican plan that they're working on right now, they say you're not, they're only having until about another 11 years worth of Social Security that, that 100% benefits can be maintained. What's happening is our population's not increasing. I, I attribute that 100% to uh, birth control and abortion, and primarily abortion. It, you, know, you figure if you, if, you have abort, if you abort 100 babies, and there's tens of thousands getting aborted, you abort 100 babies, and, and it's usually a two-family system. You know, you, one family makes two and, and whatever and to, to keep that, that going on. You know, things will, will increase over time, basically, and the population will go up. But we're actually sliding back. Without immigration, we're actually losing population. 
The Ponzi scheme is falling apart and we're losing workers. Workers are the biggest thing because you need workers to be able to pay the government their share to be able to pay that into that Ponzi scheme. So what they've decided now is they're going to up the age to age 70 for full benefits. It's now 67. They want to up the up the um, age to 70 right now. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. They're going to up the age for Social Security to, to 70. And instead of calculating it in on how much you actually made, how much you actually put in the system. Now get, now get this. They're going to just base it on how many years you worked. So think about that. That means that someone that works at ABC7, hello. Um, thanks for coming on board. Um, so... You're calculating now on the, on the money that's, that they that they make, which means that the more you're going to get in benefits, the more you've put into the system. Now it's just years. So somebody that works at McDonald's as a at a cook and never goes anywhere else with it, puts in a few bucks in the system, is going to get the same amount of money as somebody that was making $100,000 a year. Something doesn't sound kosher there. They're also going to up the, and they said if that doesn't work, then they're going to up the amount. Um, uh, and okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll backstep in a sec. So they're going to up the amount that um, is taken out of the paychecks if they can't get enough money to it. So what we're talking about tonight, for those who came in late, what we're talking about tonight is the state of the economy and some of the current events that are economically based. So, and I, for those who are uh, who don't know, and we brought this up last week, but I wrote the book when I was running for Congress. So I wrote the book State of the Economy, The Failure of Healthcare in the U.S. And that, during my, my research for that book, I, I learned that the um, um, economy today is actually worse. The, the number of people working, the percentage of the, of the workforce, the amount that's going into the system, and, and the um, efficacy of the economic system is actually worse today. And this was in 2018, but nothing has changed. I've, I've, I'm still doing research. And it, since the Great Depression, the Great Depression is actually better than we have today. The problem today is that we have these systems in place to say, too big to fail. We have these systems in place to say, give the college kids money, give them, you know, yeah, that's going to mind my next topic is going to be the college thing. Cause I was going to do the whole thing on this book of the state of the economy. We're going to do that probably next week, but I'm going to give an intro to it this week. Um, but the whole point is that right now we are in the worst state in the entire, in the entire, I'm, I'm going to pull one of the pages off my book to start this off. Cause you got to understand where I'm coming from and why this is such an important topic. So the, one of the first things I did was to look at the factors. Now, all these facts I've gotten, all these, all, the, all these data that I've gotten have actually come directly from the government resources, raw data, not, not churned out data and things that are made up by politicians. Raw data shows the cumulative inflation, cumulative inflation since 1913. So if you take zero as 1913, there was an inflation rate of... of um, 97 percent up to 1900 and it dropped it was 87 percent and or 64 percent rather in 1930 and it stayed level it went up to 300 percent in 1970 so 300 percent of 1913 in 1970 and then it went up exponentially so that if you look at say 1990 you're at a thousand percent of what it was in 1913 and as of 2010 and i'm not even coming up today yet we got it's it's gone crazy lately but in 19, in 2010 you were looking 2300 percent the inflation from that relative to 1913 you're looking at 2000 percent 
and, and that 2000% occurred in the lifetime of many people. Many of you listen to my podcast right now because we're talking from 1972 today. It went from 300% to three to 2000, almost to 3000% today. It's insane, folks. It can't go on. It's not possible. I mean, it just cannot go on. And that leads me into some of the next things, the, the money printing. And then, like I said, they're going to print money to keep Social Security solvent if they have to. And that's what that's what they, the Fed said. They basically said, we're going to just throw money at it. And, you know, you can't keep throwing money at it, folks. You look at the, the uh, this giving the money to the, these students that went to college. You know, public school is virtually essential to be able to do anything in this world. You need to learn the basics of what the world's all about. And, you know, public schools, no matter what people say about them, no matter how bad they are, they teach these kids the basics of how to get along in life. I mean, it's, there's a lot of bad things about it today, and a lot of people are homeschooling and doing other things. And but it's still a great path, and and it should be given to the students. And it costs a lot of money to do that, of course. But college, college is virtually unnecessary. When you look at what college used to be and what it is today, look at look at how colleges started out. Look at you know, Europe, look at look at Great Britain, then look at the United States as as we uh, came as a nation. Those who had had a had college diploma were considered exemplary. They were considered, you know, the talk of the town. They were they were it, man. I'm telling you now. And if they had a master's or a, or a doctoral degree, good lord, they could be doing anything they want. Today, you can have a doctoral degree and be working at McDonald's. It's stupid. It really is. People are, t are so stupid because they don't realize that you're going to go to college. If you go to college for a bachelor of arts degree in like basket weaving or whatever these kids go in for, build up a, you know, $50,000, $100,000 in debt. What are you going to do with that? Where's it going to get you, folks? And, you know, I, I always relate the story of how, you know, I, I, schmoozed my way into business and I schmoozed my way into the medical field. I was a director of biomedical engineering, director of biomedical engineering at a big major Philadelphia hospital. And I don't even have a college degree. I have a few years of college. I got fed up with it because it was too slow for me. And it was the, the problem with college these days is it teaches you stuff you don't need to know. Basically 90% of the time, you know, if you're a doctor, you might need it. So you know, if you're a doctor, you need it. You know, if you're a, a lawyer, you probably need your college. You probably need all that. There's certain certain fields where you need that. But if you want to run a TV camera at a TV station, or if you want to, you know, be a radio announcer or a photographer, or you want to go out and weld, you know, <laughs> look at the look at the jobs. I have, I, I was I worked in in, ele in electrical engineering, Siemens Energy and Automation. After I was out of the hospital business. At, and neither, neither when I was at the hospital nor when I was with the Siemens, did I make a third of of what my son is making. And my son is a is a is a wrencher. He, he's a he's a mechanic. He's a, he he wrenches things basically. And he's making a, just, I can't even tell you how much. Well, well over a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, I there was a pipe welder came. And he said, "Can you pipe weld?" I said, "Well, I have to take some lessons." He says, "Well, if you did, you you could you could make you could make eighty dollars an hour." To ninety dollars an hour, and you have transportation and meals paid to travel within a three hundred mile radius of your home, and lodging if necessary. Tell me who makes that kind of money. You know, there's a top five percent, there's a top two percent. They're making that kind of money, but a pipe welder is making more than someone with with a with a with a higher. The pipe welder makes more money than someone with a with a with a bachelor's with a bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degree, and darn near anything. It's, it's crazy. It really is. And we're going to talk about this. Um, uh, we, we're going to we're going to talk about this uh, deal with uh, 
with it with it with this giving money back to these students that don't deserve it and i'll tell you why in a minute but we have to have a word from our sponsor here first as we always do um we do have a uh, uh, tough times we're talking about as, as you know and the entire world has experienced in food shortages and supply chain issues and you know trains wrecking and then poisoning things and who knows from what i mean it's crazy fertilizer shortages to be on a, to be safe, you know, I always recommend a, at least a 72 hour uh, supply of food and uh, water and to be able to protect yourself and your family in times of need when a tornado hurricane comes in or you get snow up to the roof of your house. To be the best way to prepare that is to have a great uh, a company to do business with that, that sells that sort of thing and provides that to you. And we do have a Patriot source for that. That's a um, um, uh, uh, online, you can actually see that. You can view that that uh, that those products by going to prep 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 .online. and they can also get a fifty dollars savings on a four week emergency uh, food kit. That's a four week emergency food kit, and that's for your for the uh, um, Patriot Supply. It's and you can go check them out because they're just absolutely wonderful. They're 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 all uh, um, good um, uh, patriots and supporters of the American Constitution and and uh, and uh, and our freedoms. So please check them out at prep.eamedia.online get $50 off again on a four-week supply so there you go check it out but that's going to be a big problem too come down we're always we're already seeing supply shortages and you can actually watch as certain things go off the market and certain things come back and i've seen this it's absolutely insane um you go to the store and, and only the popular items are left and 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 i've seen that suddenly like recycled toilet papers on the shelf instead of regular toilet paper uh you see products from weird countries, um, certain things come in. You see a lot of um, items that normally aren't sold in the stores because that's what they have availability for. And it's, it's just, it's crazy. So you pays to be prepared for sure. So what does Biden want to do? Biden, Biden cheated the system by, by, by promising, he won the election by promising these kids. Young, young people are very impressionable and very, uh, young people these days believe the mass media. They believe too many people they shouldn't be believing and they believe leaders and they believe that people are running things um and biden said yeah we're going to pay all your student debt off or tons of you know big chunk of your student debt off um and in fact the head of the teachers union the other day for those who didn't see it the head of the teachers union was comparing a student loan forgiveness to the business relief during the covid and folks how stupid can you be you know how stupid how seriously how stupid can you be folks during COVID, first of all, we should never have had a shutdown during COVID. Never, never, ever, and anywhere should have a shutdown. And we're going to go into that in a minute, too, because another whole thing came up on that. But if you did, the people to support, yeah, not just the young buy into Biden's words. A lot of people, there's a lot, a lot of the old people are buying into Biden's words, too, and the Republicans aren't helping. But when you give back, you when you have a student that, that couldn't afford a, a, a loan and took it out anyway. You know, that's like saying, why don't you pay back my mortgage? Because, you know, I couldn't have really afford the mortgage. But I had to buy because I had to have some place to live. You give me my money back. What's the difference? You know, if you can't afford, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare businesses. That bu we gave money to the businesses during, after, during and after COVID. Businesses provide functionality to the community. Businesses exist to hire people, to, to, to have people working. Businesses are important. 
and some people say you shouldn't have given them anybody money. And it's, you know, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to go into that right. But there, if you ain't giving them to anybody, that's the people you give money to, not the people that are, that are, that are, that have, that have gone out above their means because they insist on getting a college degree when they could make more money without the damn college degree. That's the problem I have with it. You know, I think personally that if you want to go to college, if you want to go to college, you should be means tested just like when you go out for a mortgage. You want to go to college, you should go to the to the the comptroller in the in the university and you should have to put up all your finances and everything. And if you don't have the if they don't see the ability to pay that back and you don't have the credit to do that, you should not be allowed to get a loan. That's my opinion. It's just like a mortgage. It's no different than a mortgage. If you can't afford to go to school, you should not be going to school. Go to a tech school. Go to a farm and shovel shovel crap. Whatever you got to do to make money. I've done it. When I was out of work and I had bills to pay, I went and I actually was I went to a warehouse and I was literally shoveling shoveling the crap out of the backyard because they had you know there was a, a, a they had you know bulls and cows going around because there was a meat packing plant and they had crap all over the place. I was shoveling the crap literally. Didn't have a great, didn't have a really great pay for it, but I paid the bills. Then I got back into business after that. You, you, you do what you can afford. You don't do what you can't afford. It, telling you're going to pay the students back. First of all, it, it's only the students. It's, it's not everybody else. It's the students that they couldn't afford the, 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 the uh, um, loans in the first place. How about the people that didn't go to college? How about people who already paid their loans off? My sister always says, she's like, well, what about people? Me, me I paid, my loans are all paid off and, and I get nothing for it. And we're going we're gonna to pay that back? I'd rather pay back people's mortgages. I'm honest with you. Give them a place to live than, get, than pay off a college degree they don't not, that they don't use. And these kids admit they're not using them. They come out and they say, we're not using a degree. It's doing us no good at all. And we're just going to pay that off? Oh, get my blood pressure up, folks. Getting my blood pressure up. This is not good. Jobs are mandatory. Student debt is optional. That's why we gave the the, the, the businesses money after the COVID because we we know we screwed up. The government said, "Well, we screwed up. Guess what? It wasn't that bad, and we would we would have got through it without having to shut things down." Like we 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 owe these people money. Different story, folks. And this is the head of the teachers union. This that's stupid. They can't figure this out. Oh my god. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to get a couple quick more, a couple of real quick topics here because we had a few other things that are really pretty cool. We're not going to get to this book today, folks. We're going to try and put the rest of this book for 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 next week. I really want to get in there because there's some stuff that, that people really need to know. Um, again, it's a state of the economy, the failure of healthcare in the U.S. Of course, it's by me, Andrew Schechter. I'm not trying to sell a book, but it's uh, it was a it was actually one I gave away for free to politicians to try to get them to realize what's going on in the world and. Um, uh, and along that line, I'm going to tell you something. We, they took away our hospital. They, they went up. We, we were we were shafted literally. We're a small community, and the nearest hospital now is 30 miles. I, if if I get sick, I'm going to die. So if I if I'm dead one day and I don't come up, you'll understand what happened. So they this Commonwealth Health. I'm going to use the name Commonwealth Health. They're criminals. They've because they've shut down six different hospitals in the area. I'm, I'm going to call them like it is. They're murderers is what they are. They shut down these small hospitals. 
first person that dies, they can be they should be convicted of murder because they're the ones that closed them down. And what they did is they went in and first thing to do is they took a, a, a non-profit hospital that we built. We built it with dimes and nickels. We went around to schools and the businesses collecting money many, many years ago in our community to make this hospital work. And they came in and they turned it for a, to a for-profit and then shut it down. They said, oh, we can't afford it. They found a buyer for it. The buyer, I'm not going to be racist. I'm not going to be prejudiced. I'm just going to say the buyer is ignorant. The buyer had no care to to keep the hospital going. The buyer saw government money because that when the money is out there to create psychiatric hospitals. And this, this hospital is set up for psychiatric. It has a psychiatric ward already. And they put in and they said, we're going to turn the whole thing into a psychiatric hospital. All she wanted to do was get the money for it. We turned on her. And I told him, I'm the planning commission. I said, you know what? I put it in a paper. I'm like, I, the first time she tries to put it, put an outhouse on that property or try to tries to run a wire for a, for a sign, I'm going to turn her, turn her down because it's not in the best interest of our community. So we had a meeting yesterday, which was pretty cool. We had a meeting and we didn't know how many people were going to come, but they, they had a meeting uh, to, to discuss creating what's called a micro hospital. I think it's a pretty cool idea. Have you ever heard of a micro hospital? They're really phenomenal. So I was surprised at how many people showed up for this meeting. It must have been 120 people showed up to this thing. And, and the room was packed, standing room only. And we had a great discussion. So we're looking now, and they actually can plant them. Some of the good hospitals that are willing to work with communities will actually plant that there and let you run it as you see fit, as long as you can keep it running, basically. But they'll plant that in there, their name on it, and you run it. It's pretty cool. But it's called a micro hospital. You can also create your own. We figured it's about $50 million, $50 million to do that. Um, but we, we have lots of places they, to get money from. And our community is really great at raising money. So I'm looking forward to this. This is this is this is the, the way it should work, folks. You have a problem like this. Your community is being taken over. You know, get back in there and do something about it. I'm getting in with a fire company because our borough shut down a fire company because the fire chief didn't get along with the former fire chief. It was at the other fire company. Now, get this. The borough threw the fire company out. You can't respond in our community. Took through, took their money away, took everything that was related away so that they could do nothing. But guess what? They got rid of a fire department that was self-sufficient. They've got a bar and some other events they run. They, they, they have a, their own firehouse and their own fire engine fully paid off. And, they, and all the fire police were part of that. What kind of stupidity is this? What is going on in this world, folks? So I joined that fire company. They said, look, the hell with them. Let's, let's do something with this fire company. We'll show who, who's who. It's the people. The people need to get together and go up against these idiots that are coming in, taking over our towns and taking over our lives. We can do this. Let them, oh, you're going to do this to us? We'll start it all from scratch. We'll start it on our own. We don't need your hospital. We don't need your fire department. That's what we need to start doing more of. Our community is really pretty cool. Kind of proud to be part of it now. I wasn't wasn't originally, but well, I'm proud now, I'll tell you. All right, two two quick things. We're running out of time. I have to run it a bit short tonight. Normally, I'm allowed to run over a little bit, but I'm going to have to kind of run it short. Normally, for those who are new or haven't been on the show before listening to it, we run a half-hour show. It can Right now, it can go 40 or maybe 45 minutes. We're going to be closer to a half-hour today because I've got some commitments tonight. And we'll go over the State of the Economy book next week because that's very, very important. And I think, I think that you're going to enjoy that. Hopefully not, we don't have any more disasters coming up between now and then, but with Biden in the White House and, oh my God, forget it. Anyway, who, who, who has not heard of the fact that now we are under the World Health Organization control for pandemics? 
Some people might have missed that, folks. But Joe Biden went and met with the World Health Organization, and he gave them full authority to control the United States of America when a pandemic hits, whatever they want to do. Anything they want to do, they're in charge. They're the police of the pandemic. I don't know if you've heard that or not, but you have more to up. I just got that one off the, off the wire. So I'm doing some more research now. But look that up because that's that's a serious problem, folks. World Health Organization is a, as bad as the World Economic Forum. They're they're running the world, basically, and they have no no business doing that. So. The other issue that was coming up was, guess what? We were right all along. Donald Trump was right all along. Donald Trump was right. Now, now the scientists are saying that the COVID was released from a lab in Wuhan, and they're pretty certain of it. And guess what? Even though the scientists, the, 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 the CDC, the World Health Organization, all these organizations, Fauci, they all say, you got to, and the Democrats, they say, follow the science. You got to follow the science. Well, where's, where are they following the science now? The scientists came and told them this thing was intentionally released or accidentally released from a Wuhan lab. And guess what? The CDC say we don't believe that. That's just that's just a theory. That's probably not the case. That's just a theory. Do you believe that? Yeah, I, I, I we gotta put we gotta put Trump back in the White House. I think I, I don't know. We gotta do something because you know it's getting crazy. And the people that are look that are looking to run, there's two more. I, I, that's the other thing. I, I don't know if you heard. There's two more that got in the race. Um, for president, one Democrat and one Republican. I don't have them on my fingertips because it just I just got it today and I didn't really put it on my list of notes for tonight. Um, but yeah, there's two more in the race. So that's now four. Um, there at this time in twenty in twenty twenty, there were I think it was twelve, either twelve or I think it was twelve that were running. So it's gonna it's gonna get interesting, folks. We got to keep an eye on who's running and who's who can be supported. And, and and a lot of them are not what you think. They really aren't. You've got to you got to look very closely into the background and what they believe in because we don't want to get a rhino in there. And uh, it's hard to tell the rhino from the from the from the really real just normal conservative Republican these days. It's crazy. You you can't figure them out. Yeah. First you say one thing, then they start doing things that are totally. Uh, uh, I, I I don't even know what you would call it. I'm gonna call it libertarian. I I I have a thing for libertarians. There's certain things I love and certain things I don't. But yeah, unfinished unfinished business. That's what it is. Trump has unfinished business. Um, and you know, did and you know, DeSantis. I don't know if DeSantis should ever run. DeSantis has done Florida great, but I don't think he really represents the American dream, so to speak. He doesn't represent um, the the Trump policy of uh, America first. He really doesn't. And I also think he's sides with the rhinos too often. Um, he's not. He's not a people person. He's not for the people. That's my opinion. Um, but Trump has got issues. That's we have to. We really have to work on. We really have to work on. Um, Nation stay in, in Florida exactly. We we really need to. Yeah, thank you, Joanne. Yes, Trump twenty twenty four. So I know where I'm thinking. I for, yeah, I just the only thing we have to do is figure out how to get him in because they're gonna they're they're gonna you know dance around everything they can to try to keep him out. Um, they haven't, they haven't legally kept them out because they couldn't, you know, file legal charges that stick. Um, but I, I just think it's going to be a problem in 2024. I think we all need to work to try to sort all this out and get somebody in there. And if it's Trump, we got to, we got to really push somehow to, 
to uh, you know, get him in there and, and get and, and fix the election so he could actually win. That's the crazy thing. You know, it, it it's insane. It's it's not just and, and Eric says it's um, um, Eric says that it, it, Trump's the only one that can take the media throwing things at him. It's not that the media is not the the problem. Me, the problem is the Congress. The problem is the you know the the um, uh, the rhinos and the Republican Party itself. I mean, it's just they're everybody's against him. That's the, and yet we can't have that. You know, we 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 need to fix that problem. And Trump's been taking it really well, but he's getting beat up by it. You know, it's the, the if he, you know the the Congress hadn't gone against him and they hadn't pushed that hard, we'd have him in that White House right now. But we need it. We need to fix this, or we're going to be in serious trouble. <laughs> career cut, career politicians. There it is. Yeah, you throw it back at him. That's that's what you need to do because they're the ones causing all the trouble. They're also the ones that, that got him thrown out of office because they were they were belly aching and trying to impeach the guy for the day from day one. Who impeaches a president without seeing what they can actually do? Seriously, who impeaches a president without seeing what they can actually do? I can see if he screwed up or just didn't like what he was doing. Go ahead and impeach him. Give him two years in office. Say, hey, yeah, you know, three years. Say, oh, now you can impeach him. You know, you, you don't you don't just not give somebody a chance. I mean, that's insane. That's just stupid. So we're kind of off topic at this point. And we're we're a little over, so I'm gonna I'm gonna close this down for today. But I think we got a lot covered today. And next week we're gonna try the state of the economy, and you're gonna talk about healthcare and the shadow economy, which which equates to well over a billion dollars. And for those for those who um, um, don't believe in universal healthcare, I think that if it's if it's combined with a free market option it can work as long as you get rid of the insurance companies see now that's the real problem you got to get rid of the insurance companies that's the killer thank you marilyn um so i am going to and just looking at what you got here some notes uh, all right so we think we pretty much covered it all and um, we'll go into this other stuff next week i think it'll be an enjoyable show please try and make it back for next thursday night at 10 p.m and hopefully Things stay quiet enough that we can go over this. I always have these, have these things planned. I got a whole pile of stuff planned, but it's I never because of what's going on in the world. I, I never get a chance to to, uh, to to go over it. So, folks, I really do appreciate your God bless you all. You are the most wonderful crew. You stand by my podcast. Invite some friends if you can. Invite some neighbors, whoever you can. Post it on your on your Facebook page if you have one, or Instagram, or MeWe, or whatever you use. And, and try and get some more folks to this podcast. It's very frustrating. It's wonderful to have a, a constant set of people coming. That's wonderful. We need to build this up so that the uh, more and more people see what's going on in this crazy country, that we can fix this in God's great glory and make it a wonderful nation again. Everybody have a great evening. God bless you all. Stay safe. And we will see you next week, same time, same pod bean, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Thursday evening and have a great weekend, everybody too. Feeling upbeat today, a little upbeat music at the end. God bless you. See you next week, folks. Take care.